You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I literally went to college to be Aaron Andrews and look at where I am now, not on ESPN. <laughs> I told Colby to say, oh, you think you're the only TikToker in my DMs? There's always a new villain on TikTok. West Elm Caleb proves the straights are not even remotely okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to enter this? You want me yeah, to do it? Yeah, I'll intro it this time. Yeah, you haven't done it in a while. I haven't done it in a very long time. You haven't done it in a minute. And that's why we forget. <laughs> that's why we forget to do an intro at all. Because I'm not in charge. Okay. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Match Me in Manhattan with Colby, Adam, and Katie. We are finally, all three of us, back in the same room, breathing the same air. It's amazing. Yay. It Colby's back. great to be back together. I literally walked in the door and hugged Colby three times. I was like, I, I haven't know. seen you in so long. I'm when so each of you really buzzed in, so long. I was telling Colby when each of you guys buzzed in, I couldn't tell who was, because you guys have so many layers on over your faces when you got to the door. Oh yeah, I was wrapped in a my scarf. My scarf was up. up to my eyebrows. <laughs> and Colby, Colby was wearing a hat and I like, could not figure out who was who. So I'm like, whoever comes through the door first, like, okay, cool. But it was great to see two lovely Ambiguous. people coming to my apartment to record. Great. Instead of just Adam, Instead lonely just Adam you. coming up. Yeah, you're and not enough for me. Yeah, and then Colby trying in. to figure out how to work the Zoom interface. <laughs> yeah, we have some great subject matter. We're ready to rumble. Some really timely concepts and some things you guys asked us about our jobs and like kind of just spicing it up today a yeah. little bit. I feel like especially for the new year could be yeah. time for a career pivot. Okay, so I think that the way that we should start this episode in terms of talking about career stuff and answering you guys' questions is by actually going around the round table and saying what we do for a living. Elevator pitch style. Elevator pitch style. Quick 60 seconds what we do. So I guess I can just go first since I'm already rapping. But <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Well, okay, so we graduated three and a half years ago, right? So in 2018. So we've been in the workforce for a few years. And so in college, what I thought I was going to do was this whole Wall Street stint. I really had the big Wolf of Wall Street dreams, <laughs> wanted to work in finance in New York City. And so that was all of the internships that I did throughout college. And so my junior year internship, I worked in real estate finance and investment banking. And that's when Katie and I were both interning in the city. And I hated every second of it. And I that's was like, we there, became best that's friends. where we became besties. <laughs> and I stole all of her friends. Yep. And that is also when I realized that the finance world was not for Adam Harrison in terms of the investment banking Wall Street kind of career path. So then 
a year later, we graduated and I got my first job at Bloomberg. So huge financial technology company. So I kind of still stayed in finance because I actually really am interested in finance and like it a lot in terms of personal finance and that whole deal. But I was doing tech sales for them. Um, but it was in a more analytical kind of junior starting role. And I hated literally every single second of it. And so then a year and a half later, well, so I guess then six months later, I got promoted to a sales role. So then I was actually selling software. And then a couple months into the pandemic, I moved to my current company, which is a startup that does like, it's so boring to even kind of give a rundown of what it does, but it's basically an integration into Microsoft office suite that makes it easier for people who produce PowerPoints and word documents and Excel, um, templates to like build them Colby's like looking at me like you're literally so boring and no, I, <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand what you're talking about but basically I sell the you're software that you're does that yeah well I'm also like I think I should have gone first because I can't take people through my resume like that. <laughs> 360 degree view of Adam is now I sell software cool for a tech company Katie's like that's so That's boring, sick. but sick, whatever. Dude. Love it. Love tech, that. Tech I'm getting bullied and we're literally five minutes into boys this. Boys who tech. <laughs> I'm a boy who tech. How unremarkable. A boy boys who, who sells. <laughs> Colby, your turn. Okay. So yes, also graduated 2018 and I started my career working for an ad agency in their paid media division. So I was buying ad slots across the web and on TV and in podcasts integrations for various brands I fell into the category of knowing that wasn't what I wanted to do forever but I really enjoyed the people that I worked with and I knew that I wanted to move to New York I started working in Boston and I figured I might as well at least ride it out until I could transfer offices and I got promoted within the company when I moved to New York which was very exciting and then I did really know that I wanted to shift. And when I moved to New York, I feel like my eyes really opened up into what jobs actually existed. Mm -hmm. Like one of our friends is in events and I thought that was so cool. And I didn't even know that that was something that you could get paid to do. Um, But then I ended up getting laid off from my job, which at the time seemed like the worst thing to ever happen to anyone, even though it happened to a lot of people during COVID. It was not alone in my suffering. But then about a year ago, I started working at this influencer agency here in the city. And it's a women-founded, all-female agency. And we work with various influencers on different lifestyle, tech, beauty, health and wellness brands. And it's really exciting just to really further understand that space and get so much exposure into different areas of the marketing world. And Colby works with me. Yes. Not directly. Indirectly. Yes. Indirectly. I got an email from your company today, actually. Oh, my God. Another campaign. Would you look at that? I'm paying your bills. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Colby's keeping the lights on and paying for my stupid high energy bill. So, yeah. That was my very ended up being long winded. No, it was good. It was both of you were very concise. Now here you are. Now here we are. Now we're doing a podcast, and hopefully one day this will be our full time job. One can only hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well. Yeah. (laughs) Saturated. Saturated. Okay, Katie, it's your turn. Okay, I'm an influencer. Uh, (laughs) Oh, is that what you are? Back in 2009, I made my first YouTube video, and now here I am in 2022 with a full-blown influencing career slash consulting gig where I do social 
digital, video, every sort of consulting work there is for various clients. And it's gotten to be like 50% of what I do now. So 50% of what I do is like my podcast, YouTube, Instagram, persona. And then the other 50% is I lend my creative expertise to brands and work with them on a weekly, monthly basis, depending. I have a lot on retainer, which is really awesome because they clearly like working with me, which is good. Um, and every, I feel like every year I'm doing something different that I wasn't expecting. So it's very cool. That's yeah, okay. Always it's, uh, changing. the coolest job out of all of us. I'm a multi-hyphenate, as they say. You are. Yeah. You're a jack of all trades. That means there's a lot of hyphens in my job title. A Katie of all trades. Yeah. My mm. LinkedIn's very vague. If you found me on LinkedIn, very vague. What is it? What does it say? <laughs> it just says Katie Blotty Designs CEO. <laughs> <laughs> Founder and CEO. Founder and CEO of my made up company. So. 100% shareholder. How do I buy equity? <laughs> yeah. We're not, we're not going public. No. You can go private and Adam will invest. Okay. That's fine. All right. So those are our careers. I didn't know you could even do that. Of course. You can go private. No, you all, oh. you're a you private business private. until oh. you go public. But like, let's say Katie needed capital to do something. Oh, yeah. Investors. Like, I'd invest. Yeah, like on I'd, Shark Tank. Yeah. So I'd be like, Katie, I'm going to buy $100,000 a year business. I watch ABC. Okay. Well, you didn't understand that you could be a private company. So. <laughs> well, you said go private. No, you are Well, private. you can also take a company private from uh, being a public company, but that's a whole other. Wait, you can step down? It's not necessarily a step down. It'd just be for different objectives. Step back of the into the cave. I'm going to complicate. Private? I'm going to complicate. No, People we're, are going to get so confused. We're not we're getting, getting into too it. into the weeds. Nobody needs this, this finance. We're keeping it light. We're keeping it fun. Keeping so we're going to get in fun. to some questions you guys asked us yes. about the workplace and about how to deal with insecurity in the workplace, things like that. A lot of good questions that we will give our responses to. Yeah. And just thoughts. for kind of like what's the word for it when disclaimer disclaimer really they need a disclaimer (laughs) we've only been working for three years so hey speak for yourself okay that's true i've been grinding since 2009 honey okay i mean if you count the three months i cleaned a froyo bathroom i was hustling since 2009 also no just kidding but yeah that being said we don't have that much experience but we have a decent amount so we can kind of give give the good good advice yes so I feel like this is a good starting point because I feel like we have all been here uh this girl asked I am five months into my first job out of college and while I like it it, I know it's not my forever job the problem is I don't really know what my dream job is or how to figure that out I mean honestly I feel like nobody has it figured out when they first graduate college and they're doing their first job like my first job was literal just complete bitch work i hated every second of it i was so miserable at bloomberg i wanted to get out every single day basically and i always complained about how much i hated it it was basically mm-hmm. i don't even know how to explain it like i was just bound to it but desk. you knew that when did yeah. you figure it out that like that you knew you weren't happy there within five or six months and i was like yeah. i don't really see myself that's, that's where she is now being at this, this big i think for me though it wasn't necessarily what i was doing because i mentioned before i'm interested in finance and tech and things like that so i feel like i was actually interested in the product that bloomberg had but in terms of my role itself i think it was more working for a huge company that was super regimented in everything they did i was like mm-hmm. okay i've kind of figured out that maybe a big company that is very big brother type looking over everything you're doing at all time maybe that wasn't for me so i was like okay my next step I think a smaller company where I can actually be a little bit more in control of my 
role and my job and kind of being a, a bit of a jack of all trades with my hat and a bunch of different aspects of the the company, which is typical to a very small company. Like that was kind of where I knew I was like, okay, I need to jump to something more like that. Essentially just find those little things you do like to do at that company. Like there's going to be some things you like to do. I don't know if it's even just getting dressed to go there, like figure <laughs> out that you like that. You're like, oh, I really like getting really dressed like to go to work. Making money. I, yeah. Or I really like, and yeah, there's like a few things you're going to like. And then from there you find a career that has those things yeah. at the forefront. Obviously, there's always going to be things you don't want to do. It's work. Work is one of those things where it's not always going to be fun. But I think if you are five months in and you're figuring out that you're like miserable 90% of the time, it's time to go. I like, yeah, I like the pro cons list idea. Yeah. Another thing is your first job out of college, I don't think is ever going to be yeah. what you envision working is going to be. Pretty much you have to work your way through the ranks to be able to get to the point where I think everybody kind of visualizes a job being when you first picture yourself in the workforce. I feel like we all have this image in our head, people who are like killing it and they're getting praised for everything. And in an entry level role, everybody has been there and it's kind of like you need to learn all of the skills and it's also just such a great time in your career to kind of see what everybody else does and if you're at a big company one of the big perks to that also even though Adam was saying that he got this more at a small company I think you can have insight into a bunch of different departments and people really support and companies would rather have you stay within their organization because you're already trained Mm -hmm. they've spent all the money to onboard you so you can move around within the company and maybe you would like working on a different team better Mm -hmm. doing uh some different projects i think that is a hard realization that pretty much in that first entry-level role it's going to be a lot of the work that people above you don't want to do. Yeah. Well, I feel like entirely almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, your someone's first... angry out there. I know. Someone doesn't... There's always something on the streets of Bowery. Someone's having a day. <laughs> Monday. Woo. No, but yeah, I would say just don't take it too seriously. It's your first job, so just pick and choose things that you like and don't like about it. I kind of like what you said about even just finding one thing that you like about it, like, oh, getting dressed to go in every day. That's honestly pretty prevalent right now because some companies are fully remote. So if you're somebody who likes going into the office every day, which I actually kind of in that person, I like the flexibility of being able to go into the office because I get so bored and lonely. Or the option to go, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty priority in in the office, but I like at least having kind of the, the best of both worlds. But I have plenty of friends who are fully remote and I can't even imagine enjoying that. So that's even like something you can add to your pro list. Oh, I enjoy getting dressed up to go to the office every day or something like that. I gotta find something. I feel like the social aspect of work is a huge part of it is any job. Honestly, Mm -hmm. you talk and communicate with your coworkers more than you talk to your family at this point. (laughs) Yeah. It's all day, every day. So I think also Finding a company that has good culture and good people that work for them is a big part. Next question. I kind of like this one. How do you keep the balance um, of having a social life during the weekdays and not just weekends, especially when working at nine to five where you get tired after work and things like that? It's so tough. So hard. It is. You're going to have to just 
You I just got to do it. It's all about planning and kind of forcing yourself to go out. Like, I feel like whenever I go out to dinner with friends or go out to drinks or something on a weekday, I never regret it. I feel like I always end up kind of having a good time and it's nice to get out of the house. Whereas if I feel like if I stay in and I'm just, okay, I do my nine to five or whatever and work, work, work. And then I stay in the apartment at night. Then I feel like I'm super exhausted and just lazy and stuff like that. Forcing yourself to go out, you like have to put on an outfit and go meet up with people and socialize and whatever it may be. So I feel like it's all about balance and prioritizing on your schedule. Yeah, and don't do something every single day after work because sometimes you do need the, the yeah. recharge don't time. Don't burn out. Yeah, but it, I think it does, it charges you up in a different way. Like you might be tired and exhausted from work, whatever, Like, but once you get to that like social environment with your friends, it fills you up in another way. Yeah, you get you need a that. second win. You need sorts. it. And I know it's like the 30 minutes before you have to go, you're kind of like, oh, how do I get out of this? Even if it's your good friend, sometimes you're just like, I'm so tired. I cannot do this. I don't want to put on my makeup and go. Yeah. But once you're there, like Adam said, I don't think I've ever regretted going on yeah, a weeknight. Exactly. Just know your limits. Yeah. Two drink minimum or maximum. Two drink minimum. I'm all for <laughs> no. the two drink yeah. min- two rich dad minimum. Two drink maximum so you don't want to die the next morning. <laughs> I've been there when I'm hungover after going on a date or something. Oh, yeah. Like, Remember know yourself. That day, I went out to a work dinner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I literally laid in bed with a pillow over my face and was like trying to respond to emails. But I was running to the bathroom to throw up like every 10 minutes. So, yeah, you don't, know, don't you land have those there. days. And that's when we're grateful that we work from home now. Oh, yeah. But that's another thing, too. I think um, it's really easy to get into the cycle of not being able to stop working now that we're working from home, having those boundaries. So at least having one weekday dinner a week, I think is really good for your schedule just to be like, okay, I'm stopping working at this time. And then you can kind of remind yourself that it's okay to stop working. Yes. Even though you're home next to your computer and could keep working all night. Yeah. So that's a good pivot into the next question, which is how to achieve work-life balance, especially when working remote. I mean, it's about knowing when to turn off your computer. It's really easy, like Colby just said, to just keep going just because you can. But what I've realized is just because you can doesn't mean you should. Just because it's possible to get ahead on things, not everyone is expecting a response from you all the time. I think for me, it's always hard when I'm going to bed and I know I don't have an empty inbox. Like I know someone's waiting for a response from me, like a text or something. And I've grown to realize that People, they want your full attention. If you can't give it to them, like you're giving them half-assed work half the time if you want to answer things and it's 10 p.m. and you're exhausted. Like I've often made my biggest mistakes in my career in terms of posting something that wasn't finished or like something of that nature because I was tired. You're not going to do your best work if you are running on zero. So just know that people can, they can be patient and wait for something from you until it's in a spot where it needs to be. And it doesn't need to, yeah, I think it's hard for me because sometimes I'm like, I can work till 11.30 p.m. And people yeah. are, I, half my team is in L.A., so they are kind of awake later in the day. But I just know that they sometimes text me knowing that I won't answer until the morning. And that's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I work with a lot of people that are on the West Coast as well, which makes it difficult when I'm trying to unwind if I'm starting to cook dinner. And then all of a sudden, they're reaching like 4 p.m., which for me is typically an inbox hour where I'm trying to get through all my emails before the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So I can tell that that's happening on that side of the country and all of a sudden start getting 
an email every 10 minutes and then it's like oh my god I have to open my computer again but you don't it can wait until the Mm -hmm. morning and also just realizing that you need to be overly communicative I think with teams especially now I realize that all slack people just because something is on my mind and I don't want anyone to think that it's an immediate task that I need done within the next hour and if it is then saying that so people know that or telling I working for an agency I work on multiple different teams so making sure to relay to my other teams when I'm really focused on something for one of my other brands because they can't see what you're doing they're not a mind reader yeah they don't know So if your bandwidth is stretched super thin, just making sure to flag that. And nobody wants you to be working until 10 o'clock at night. I'll tell you that. And it doesn't make you look really any better in anybody else's eyes. I've learned when I was in the office, since I started this job somewhat recently, I used to, I was just trying to prove myself and always wanted to be on top of everything, obviously, and showing everybody that I was but people would get mad and be like why were you sending emails at eleven thirty last night and I just was <laughs> like oh because I got an email and they're like you do not have to do that so just kind of understanding that and it's a learning curve I feel like yeah oh yeah yeah but I think the communication piece is important like I am dealing with this whole thing right now where I just got promoted and now that I'm promoted I'm like working kind of globally and so I got recently an entire book of business in Australia and Copenhagen and Los Angeles. So Los Angeles is three hours behind us, obviously. So that's later meetings. Australia is 11 hours ahead of us. So I have meetings at like 7 p.m., 8 p.m. now. And then Copenhagen six hours behind us or ahead of us. So early morning meetings for them. So it's this whole thing. But I feel like the communication part is important. It's like letting people know when you're kind of burnt out or when you can and can't do things. Like I feel like for me, these Australian meetings where they're like 7, 7, 38 p.m., like earliest, like some of them I got put in my calendar for 11 p.m. And I was like, oh, my God, am I going to have to do this at 11 p.m.? That's far past my bedtime. But I started communicating like, okay, is it really necessary for me to be on this call? Or is this something where I'm just going to kind of be in the background listening? And then like, can you guys just record this so I can like listen to it the next day? And everybody's like, yeah, of course, you definitely don't have to be on this one. It's fine. So communication piece, very important. I think every company right now, at least when I was still at L'Oreal, which was a year and a half ago, I, wait, maybe more than that. I don't know when that was, but when I was there, every company four score in four years ago, <laughs> whatever the heck that was, they pride themselves in having good like work life balance. Like they want to be known as a brand that has great work life balance. It's a big buzz concept. So if there's things happening, like you're working too late, I feel like they don't, that's not a good look for the company. Like Mm-mm. they don't want people to yeah. know that you're having 11 o'clock meetings. But it's hard. So it's, they'll, so they'll yeah. work around it if you communicate with yeah. them that's and let the them know. Deal, yeah. That's the, what you have to do. You have to let them know that. And for the most part, they, because like I said, they don't want to be known as the brand that has bad work-life balance. Yeah. yeah. And with so many people on teams and everybody being pulled in a million different directions, it is really hard to find times when everybody is available. But just kind of realizing or flagging. Somebody asked how to quit your first post-grad job. They quit for me, so (laughs) I don't have any advice for you. That actually gave me so much anxiety since I realized that I wanted to get a new job. It was 
an all-consuming thought about how I was going to quit. So the two people who have quit their jobs. <laughs> Kathy and Adam. Um, Kathy, you want to go first? You want me to? Yeah, mine was pretty simple. I put a one-on-one meeting on the calendar with my manager and or I think it was already on the calendar but sometimes we didn't have it like it was one of those things where it was on there if we needed to use it and I just we didn't have slack what was it called like one of the the Skype messenger no I had Skype messenger I think that's my old job I think it's a thing of the past now I don't think people really use it anymore but I Skype message messengered him and said can we use our one-on-one meeting today I have something I need to ask you or talk to you about I don't even know what I said And my heart was just hounding for the next three hours before this meeting. We go into the meeting. Well, he had said, he's like, yeah, I have something I need to talk to you about too. So I was like, am I getting fired? I'm like, fuck, am I getting fired? Walk in there and I sat down and he he was kind of talkative guy. He starts talking. He's like, so we really admire all the work you've been doing, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I really just want to see like your growth here. And I think in offering you this new, like he wanted to offer me a raise or something. I didn't even let him finish because I'm like, I'm sorry, can I just say something before you go any further and waste any more breath? I didn't say that part. <laughs> I was like, I I need to leave this role and I need to, I, I had this whole, I Katie goes, out. I need to leave this role and this company. And yeah. this company and this room immediately. I basically told him I have had this dream for a while to go freelance and see where it'll take me. And I said that I owe myself the shot to see where it will go. Yeah. I was I was very theatrical about it. Of course, in classic Katie fashion. In classic, Katie it was fashion. a monologue. <laughs> it was a monologue. I was like, leave it to Katie to make it a production about my hopes and dreams and where I see my future going. You were in... channeling full Carrie Bradshaw in that. Room. I was word vomiting. I don't even remember what I said, but I ended. <laughs> I ended with which, if you're gonna quit your job, always say thank you for the opportunity. Oh, I have a different what you should definitely say in your... Um, well, you should definitely <laughs> say thank you for the opportunity. It's good manners. No, you should say I'm putting in my two weeks. I'm not... You should not say I'm quitting. What does that I'll mean? explain why. Well, I, I also said that. I also put in... I, that's standard procedure for many companies. No, some people will literally say I'm leaving the company. And if you're at a specific firm, they'll terminate your employment that day, but maybe make you work for two weeks, but they won't pay you for the next two weeks. It's a thing. That's absurd. I've never heard of anyone if you're at, having that happen. Well, you're not, I guess it's only, this is only relevant for finance and consulting. Look at your contract. Okay, okay, just know from Adam's perspective, if you are in a finance or consulting or any type of role where you have access to non-public information, you should always say, I'm putting in two weeks because they'll... With our upcoming trip to Paris, the girls and I need to brush up on our French skills, and we are so excited to be partnering with Rosetta Stone to help make us pros by the summertime. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app, and it truly immerses you in any language you want to learn. I'm personally so excited to learn French with Rosetta Stone because it's so easy. I can do it right on my phone. Its built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation, which I think is so helpful because pronouncing things is always difficult for me. And Rosetta Stone's process is designed for long-term retention of the language, so I'll be speaking French forever and ever. It's an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages so no matter where life takes you in the world, you'll be covered and speaking the language in no time. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Matchmade listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's rosettastone.com today for 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. J'adore Rosetta Stone. <laughs> 
Dry January might be over for now, but if you're looking to cut back or cut out alcohol this year, keep listening. Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement, seeing as though they're a totally guilt-free but delicious way to unwind. So if you're the kind of person who likes to be social but doesn't want to drink alcohol, holding a can of Recess will do the trick. With 0% alcohol, real fruit, only 25 calories or less, naturally sweetened with agave and infused with functional ingredients that taste just like your favorite cocktail. Cocktails without the alcohol, recess is the perfect way to either unwind at home, at a dinner party with friends, or mm-hmm. in between drinks for alcohol moderation. I loved the watermelon mojito flavor, and I think you will too, so you should definitely check that and their other flavors out for yourself. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash matchmade so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Check them out. Yay, recess. Woo! Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park probably make you leave the firm that same day which is what happened with me but I said I was putting in two weeks so they paid me out for the two weeks after even though I wasn't actually working but I was also I remember being so so nervous leading up to the call the night before Alex also wanted to make it a huge celebration so he got me just completely blacked out until 4 30 a.m and I had my meeting to quit at 8 a.m the next day so that was interesting I was little have you seen the tiktoks where it's like just hey fever do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Oh my god, are you not seeing this? People on the pod have definitely seen this. It's somebody saying, "What's wrong?" And then it's somebody. Oh, with, I have. Like, yeah, bloodshot red yeah, eyes, yeah. and they said, "Yeah, just hate." Oh, because they were crying. <laughs> yeah. Like when you leave your apartment and it feels like negative four in New York City, and the girl like That's funny. turns. TikTok so I think it can be anything. so funny. But anyways, that was literally me and my ex in interview with my boss because I was out with Alex until four thirty a.m. Okay, speaking of TikTok trends, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't discuss. I know where you're going with this. The TikTok trend of the past week. West, West Elm, Kayla. Or like, I was like, West End. West End. West what Elm, is West End? Caleb. Oh, that was a bar in our college town, wasn't it? West End. West End? I think it was. I don't think so. Whatever, Never West Elm, that. where my mirror is from and half my yes. apartment. Actually, half my apartment is from there. Katie's a big West Elm girl. So what do you think about West Elm Caleb then? Oh, Katie, have you dated him in your... I wonder if he designed any of your furniture. West Elm Caleb is not my type whatsoever. So thank God. I don't think I've seen a photo of him. Oh, you you have. I'll pull it up because honestly, he... 
he is a, an attractive guy, just not my type. So I definitely, maybe if I saw him, I definitely didn't swipe. Wait, right. we should give a quick brief on who West oh, yeah. Caleb is for anybody who doesn't know. know West Elm Caleb. Just log into TikTok and you'll know. <laughs> well, it's definitely. Well, it's not even just on TikTok now. It's been on like Good Morning America. I feel like and <laughs> this on poor kid. I honestly feel Instagram. bad for him. <laughs> I do too, but it seems like he was a huge piece of shit. Well, so yeah, he definitely learned his lesson. That's for sure. Yeah. And every fuck boy out there and fuck girl. Yeah. Okay. We don't discriminate. Um, I mean, the the main issue with him, he he ghosted a ton of girls, but the issue was he went about it in like the same. He sent way. them the same messages. Yes, sent them all a Spotify playlist, sent them unsolicited dick pics, a lot of stuff, and it was the same pattern. This guy, I oh, I meant to look up like the psychology behind this. A guy. I mean, it sounds like he's a sociopath. It's that, but it's narcissism. But it's it's like he he's such a creature of habit. Every single one was the same way. Basically, he loved so weird. That's some Ted Bundy stuff. Serial killer energy. Yeah, he came in with a love bomb. Like their second message off the app was, I think I'm falling falling in love with you or something like that. Oh my gosh. Something of that nature. Okay, like a love bomb. And then they'd talk for a while, maybe go on dates, maybe hook up, maybe he'd send them a dick pic or something. He sent them a Spotify playlist and then he would completely ghost. It's also just so funny how big it got. Every, yeah, everybody, everyone, yeah. everyone. Like, I'm concerned for him, honestly. But is he gonna get this fired? Like, honestly, Colby, would you swipe right on this guy? No. Yeah. Right. Okay. I don't know. Let me, let me see him again. Give me a closer I look. I can't tell. I think now I have such an association Harry with his Walt, face. I hate mustaches, okay. so that's a negative association a no for me. Basically, this is Recycling definition material. Definition of that, but also texting a million girls at once, probably, and then dropping off the face of the earth after giving them hope. West Elm, the whole Instagram account has every comment is about Caleb. I, I would just hate to be on West Elm's social media team, first of all. Mm-hmm. And just as a company having to do this type of crisis control because the, one of their employees, like how do they possibly manage an employee's social life? It's well, tough. If you go yeah, to and his... technically he did nothing wrong. Yeah, he was just a dick. Yeah, but he, he just works there. Bad. It's basically a crime. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, a crime, crime against, against humanity. humanity. But, but how, do you, how do you as a company deal with that? Do you think they fired him? I 100% think they fired him. Uh, well, but, but I don't. Can't he can sue? They? Can't he sue them for that? I I don't know. I, don't, I actually don't know how that works. I don't know if like a morals clause or whatever in a contract would even cover you against that. He was on a dating app and just dating a bunch of girls. They might like push him out in terms of... Right, demote him enough or... Because I, I don't know. I mean, if it's that big of a hit to their business in general if an employee is like I don't they think, can deem him as a, a poor employer or like I don't think that people performer. are stopping buying their furniture because of him but yeah but you never know until you see the numbers like what yeah. if they see in Q1 2022 right. that their sales are down 20 percent or something I mean like I that. would hate to I guess I'm thinking of myself being an owner of many West Elm pieces that are around us right now if I were to buy a mirror from them tomorrow would I be nervous to post it I don't know Oh, I don't think trail. so, but I don't think... You probably wouldn't. And it's not like you attribute all this furniture to West Elm Caleb. It's more of like, oh, this is something that's hot in the news right now. It's kind of like crazy Bro, that this is happening. Remember when right. Wayfair was in the news for something? That was completely different. Wayfair was in the news because they was were child allegedly involved in child trafficking. Oh, right. And yeah. there were these wardrobes for sale or dressers for sale for like 30 grand. And everybody thought, thought that. that it came with... A child it that was, was being sold into disproven, though, right? human trafficking. I 
I mean, they said that it was. I don't I I don't know if anybody knows for sure. But I know an influencer at the time was posting something, not a, a paid campaign, but just posting something from Wayfair and they got ripped because oh, really? of that. So, yeah, it's, it's well, yeah, definitely... I mean, that's, a, that's a good thing, Katie. If you got a brand deal from West Ham right now, you probably wouldn't, wouldn't yes, do it. Yeah, no. you wouldn't do it. Exactly. So if that's the case, then that means it's technically hurting their business. But I also, I don't know, because like I said, it's it's one employee. How is this massive? I don't think he is responsible for bringing them down in any of that sense. And it's not like they're speaking out on his behalf. Have they said anything? He, Have they made a statement? I, mean, I don't his, think so, but they're obviously not saying that he is like a great morally upstanding If you go to any West on, on social media, though, all the comments are not focused on their yeah. furniture or the things that they sell. It's all focused on fire West Elm Caleb. Yeah. Also, I feel like they could technically fire him because what if he does it to somebody who has bought a West Elm product, isn't that person technically a client of West Elm? So he's harassing a client of West Elm. I feel like there's so many ways that yeah, there a, are probably a West a lot Elm of lawyer loopholes. could swing it into, okay, yeah, if we can fire this guy. But I think it does negatively affect... <gasps> what? Sorry, I'm, I just Googled West Elm Caleb and one of the articles... The title is, hear me out, West Elm Caleb's crimes are actually kind of good dating strategies. Oh, my God. What, what does that mean? I don't want to read it, but... I feel like we must. Um, they're burying the lead here. What's the deal? Oh, okay. Basically, a New York City-based TikTok user posted a, a video about a guy named Caleb. She shared that he, she met this man on Hinge in New York, that he was very tall, and that he ghosted her after their amazing first date. Apparently, this was enough information for some viewers to realize that they, too, had been ghosted by Caleb, who turned out to be a six-foot-four mustachioed furniture designer <laughs> employed by a trendy home goods retailer. Well, they didn't even say it. <laughs> After that video, roughly five other women came forward to share their incredibly similar experiences with this man, now dubbed West Elm Caleb. Okay, so this is this is what he did. He he sent them all the same Spotify playlist, and then he took them to the same few restaurants. But honestly, who? Not justifying anything he did, but I bet there's a million people out no, there that's that do I mean. the same exact thing and yeah. aren't getting called out. So what does that mean? Right. That's what I mean. Technically, he isn't doing anything wrong, even though it's not a nice thing to do. Right. But I guess now this is actually kind of good, though. Bad for him, but good for everyone else, because now guys are going to be like, oh, shit, I can't do this anymore. Nobody wants to get canceled. Or or I have to be careful. TikTok exists. Right. And they'll get called out if they are. Yeah. Because dating profiles are so public now, too. It's like you get so much information about a person. You put it on TikTok, which it's not illegal to do so somehow and anyone out there can be like because i i've even seen like oh this guy's a red flag everyone stay away from this guy yeah. like they've done that on tiktok i also now i'm seeing more and more videos come up saying i live here who is our west elm caleb and everybody <gasps> yeah. is just trying to get together to take people down which in some sense is amazing in some way it's just like all That's right cancel let's culture let kind live. of coming in a well, different circle there's always a new villain on tiktok like First, it was Couch Guy. Couch Guy was a villain for a while. Oh, yeah. Now, no one's really talking about Couch Guy anymore. If I saw Couch Guy on the street, I wouldn't know it's him. Honestly, you even bring it up again. Wait, there was a new video "Ah." of Couch Guy and Couch Girl, and it was the The same same type of vibe that he was looking at her friend when she was making a TikTok dancing, and he was behind her, and he was looking. It was the same guy again. Yeah. They're, like, dating. Oh, my God. They're still together. I don't think they were ready for their fame to end. No. Yeah, maybe they planted it. Maybe they, they did. A little but story. so yeah, there's there's always a villain on TikTok, and right now it's West Elm Caleb and other people as well. That are there's a lot of stuff I've been seeing. I've been spending a lot of time on there recently. <laughs> yeah, and 
there's always it's it's easy to choose a villain and everyone thinks they're being this like superhero energy ganging up on him and like find like they found out so much information about this guy Mm -hmm. they found every social media account that he had and got it he had to delete it because like everything that he's ever done is now marked with this yeah people on social media are brutal tiktok in particular yeah i think instagram trolls were still are one thing and they're bad but on tiktok it is so easy for people to be mean and they always seem to choose to be mean i feel like i go on there and if anybody follows me on tiktok and sees my comments that's kind of embarrassing but (laughs) i feel like i always comment positive things on videos that i like and if i don't like something i'm not going to comment on it saying why did you make this video this is stupid which people do Yes, it's always user two one zero four three five six seven. But I even somebody. see people who have their identity tied to them commenting really mean things on people's videos, <laughs> you're and gonna it's love insane. This. Adam, you're going to love this title to this article. West Elm Caleb proves the straights are not even remotely okay. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it was written by you. They literally aren't. I'm going to make that my next Instagram caption. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. I mean, trust me, there's plenty of it in the gay community, too, so... I mean, I've definitely dealt with a West Ham Caleb. I just didn't really know it. That, you know, it's the odds are high that I've I've dated someone that's probably taken me to the same place that he took someone else and texted them the same things. No one's ever sent me a playlist before. Um, That would actually... I feel like I would fall victim to that and think it was so special. Okay, wait, you want to know something funny that's kind of on the same topic? The date I went on last night, the guy, like, the place we went that he picked... He said he goes there all the time and that's his go-to like dimly lit cocktail bar basically. The way he said it, I was kind of in my head like, okay, this guy is going on a lot of dates here. But maybe that was just me being psycho at him and I'm not really sure. I think it's it's kind of an interesting thing. Like I had my go-to date spot a while ago when I was living in Greenwich Village and I took, or I didn't take guys there, I guess they took me, but I, <laughs> I suggested the place because they always paid. But went to the same place twice and Kate is it, like they're paying we're going to nobu <laughs> no you know i don't even eat like fish anyway went to this this one bar for drinks two times with two different guys and like the second time i was kind of using it to redeem the place because the previous date didn't go so great or it just you know ended and fizzled out and i was like i need to redeem this place so it's not forever in my mind the place where i had a bad date or yeah. something so went the second time and now whenever i think of this like whenever i go there i i always am thinking of these two different guys i remember exactly what i wore and it's almost like you ruin your place when you go there on dates if it's not a good date. So it's kind of huge to say, I'm going to take a person to this place I come all the time if it's one of your favorites. Oh, 100%. Isn't I've, it crazy our minds think like that, though? And I'm pretty sure a lot of guys... Don't think about it like that. ...will walk into any bar <laughs> that they've been on a date with and... 100%. ...completely forget that they've ever even walked through those doors before i mean i have plenty of places that i've frequented with the guy that i was seeing for a while and now every time i go there i'm like i need to leave this establishment like i don't want to be here anytime somebody suggests we go there i'm like let's just go somewhere else i want to see where caleb brought his girls Adam's where do you like, think i've he actually them? been there before and the food's pretty bad so. yeah i'm like this place is little trash and i will never go back i mean nobody deserves to be love bombed i don't necessarily think this guy deserves to be dragged through every single yeah. piece of press or lose his job like, like his life is kind of ruined right. at this point you know like any he like, should leave new york he kind of needs to change his name. his name yeah 
Yeah. He like, imagine to, that. That kind of sucks. He actually, he just has to shave the mustache and no one's going to know it's him. Seriously. <laughs> could shave it. He, other way, well, is his cool last name associated with anything? Or I don't is it know. Just it. I don't know his last Caleb. name either. I wonder if we Googled if we could find it. Well, that's what I mean more yeah. so is if he ever goes into an interview process, regardless of them seeing West Elm on his resume. Didn't people have his LinkedIn profile though? Yeah, they did. So, so they definitely have Somebody probably knows his yeah. last name. I mean, there's probably not a million Caleb's that work at West Elm. Caleb is not an extremely common name. We're so like, deep in Caleb. <laughs> Caleb. West Elm Caleb. He also told the the girls that he was talking to on dating apps and like, or talking to off the apps. Like he is off the apps, texting these girls, telling them that he is no longer on dating apps anymore. Like saying to these girls, insinuating it's because he's with them. Like I am no longer on the apps. Okay. So he's also a pathological liar. Is not only on hinge, but also Bumble at this exact moment. Like people were up until he, he deleted his profiles like last week or something. People were still finding him on there. Like I tried searching. I tried like swiping and trying to find him. <laughs> <laughs> Katie was like, I'm swiping through hundreds of people. So I can love bomb to find him Katie. back and give him a taste of his own medicine. Katie was ready to put on her fighting pants on Hinge. Yeah. I was going to bring out the big guns. I'm going to change my um, preferences to straight males on Hinge and see if I can find him. You know what's just crazy about this? The algorithm picked up that original video and this other girl who had the same experience saw it. That's what's scary about it. It's, it's TikTok just, literally knows everything about our lives. It's crazy. I mean, I know because we're New York based. Obviously, a lot of the things we see are New York yeah. in- inspired or have to do with right. New York trends. And I guess both of them were in New York. But now this TikTok Caleb stuff has gone everywhere. Like everyone knows about it now. True. I mean, if it was on Good Morning America. <laughs> I don't know. Really? I don't know if that's true, but I know it was on outlets other than just Colby was paraphrasing the publication yeah oh my god he sent two dick pics to a girl that he didn't even meet in person it's so it sounds very gay of him (laughs) it's really yeah I went on (laughs) go look at my Instagram DMs (laughs) I went on Adam's grinder with him one day and was flabbergasted (laughs) okay which clarification I I do not use grinder for more than just validation of we were out one night and we were like, oh, who's close by? And I, I literally was taken aback. Yes, but I need to disclaim that I do not hook up with guys from Grinder. It is not an Adam original. But we do like to go on when we're drunk we and see who's shame, around us. We don't shame the people that yes, do. Yes, if you are into that, then that is fine. Whatever. You do you, guys. Colby's TikTok man figured out about figured the podcast. Figured out the pod and figured out that we talked about him. And figured out that we <laughs> talked about him. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'll go on. All right. Yeah. Also, whoever his friend is that listens to this podcast, I know what you did. (laughs) (laughs) I told Colby to say, oh, you think you're the only TikToker in my DMs? You told me to respond that to every single message. I did. Because then he came back with receipts and I was like, no, no, no. Just just keep playing dumb. At some point, you just got to come clean and be like, yeah, I made a video about you or something. Like, that's why I have made videos and other things about people all the time. And I like I've gotten caught a few times. And you just got to be like, yeah, I, I responded did. with the hammer and coffin emoji. So <laughs> <laughs> at some point, you just got to be like, yep, I did that. I did it. And uh, if it's not a negative thing, and you're you would saying, do it too for a check. <laughs> uh, precisely. But also, it's if it's not something that's negative, why would they care? Yeah. I feel exactly. like I post content about boys all the time specifically for getting a reaction it's, out of them. And it never yeah. works. They actually never <laughs> know oh. it's about them. Well, social media now, it's just especially with TikTok, people post about everything now. It's like you do something that, or something remarkable happens and you're going to post about it a lot of the times. That's unless, true. Unless you're super private. So guys just have to expect it at this point. True. They do. 
They true, do. true. Anyway. Well, okay. So to finish the pod today, so instead of doing a dating advice, so we're going to give a more elongated career advice from somebody who DM'd us kind of a longer career question. I'm in a career dilemma. The job I have now is in marketing, but in an industry that I don't care slash I'm not passionate about, but the pay is pretty good for marketing. The industry that I really want to work in pays like shit and is mainly in New York City slash LA, so I'd have to move likely. Should I move into an industry that I'm super passionate about and not as much money or stick in my current role or my job is just fine? I don't hate it. I'm just like, eh, not super excited to go to work. I feel like my advice is to go do something you're passionate about because my thing is the money will always come. I think that it's hard for people to realize that in early age, but like money really does always come. Like I think you should always go through something you're passionate about because if you do something you're passionate about for your career where you're being forced to do that for nine to five for a check, like you're going to be really good at it. You're going to see promotions quickly. Who knows? Maybe someday you'll go out and start your own company doing that exact same thing with the experience and the network that you've gained from it. So I think it's better to do something you're passionate about because this is like the next 30 to 40 years of your life. Yeah. You know, and you don't want to get pigeonholed into marketing if you hate marketing. I agree with that. I think the smartest way to go about doing just that is to, first of all, you know, kind of prepare yourself to leave this job you don't love, but do it in a way where like you're saving money. You're really paving the way so you have that blanket. What's it called? The um, safety net? Security blanket, safety net, whatever the heck. I was going to call it. I don't even know. But you have that because otherwise, if you are not financially ready, you're not going, it's just going to, the stress of that is going to take away from the passion that you have for this other job. It's going to be stressful for you, even if it's your dream job. If you can't financially, if you can't afford it and don't see, you're going to go into debt or something, like don't do that. But prepare yourself in a way, like what I did when I was at L'Oreal and wanted to leave, I started recruiting clients for my freelancing while I was still at L'Oreal, which isn't a breach of con- of contract. It was like different. <laughs> He's like, let me give this disclaimer. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't a breach of contract. I was doing this on my own time, on the weekends, working with clients, doing random stuff. And from there, I got this rhythm with it and realized that I could charge these people more and then I can leave L'Oreal and do this full time. But it took like, I would say four months for me to get to a point where I felt comfortable leaving. But then... It felt really good. Obviously, you just want to quit tomorrow and be like, see ya, I'm going to my dream job. But that's not always the case. But I think you, if you are adequately prepared, you should definitely go for that job you're passionate about. I also think in these COVID times is probably your best opportunity to explore something like this, especially if you're concerned about having to move to one of those more expensive cities like New York or LA, because a lot of companies are still remote right now. So you might have some time to, whether it's move back in with your parents, stay home with your parents if you haven't moved out yet, save a little bit of money, make sure that you're in a good spot financially to actually move to one of those cities and find the right spot for you and an ideal living situation. And also... I think it's better to make the shift in these entry-level roles because like Adam was saying with money, at an entry-level position in marketing from experience, you're never going to be making loads of money. (laughs) I, I don't think. If you are, power to you. But I don't think that's really very standard for the industry. So regardless of what the pay cut is going to be. And you can always negotiate your salary and take into account the fact that you're going to be moving 
and to a more expensive city and you're making X and you expect to be making X at this point in your career and why you're valuing yourself at that because of all your experience, the pay is starting off at like base level, whatever, in (laughs) your head and it can only go up from there. So you might as well make the move when you're not going to be taking a massive pay cut to go to... A timing. different company. Timing is everything, yeah. And if you think that your job is paying pretty well wherever you're living right now, the more expensive cities do take into account the living expenses and all of that. So you might be making, or you might be surprised, pleasantly surprised, and you won't know until you start interviewing. So even if you're not 100% sure, it doesn't hurt to start having those informational calls yeah. or start applying to things and just kind of putting your toe in the water and seeing what's out there. Just your one toe, though. Don't yeah. put all your toes. Just your big toe. Just your pinky toe. Oh. Oh, I would say the big one. The big one? Yeah, okay, the big fine. one. You want to put one big toe in. I guess how does your pinky toe reach without the rest of your toes going Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking, toe. Okay. <laughs> no, money. The money will come. The money will come. Don't be stressed about it. Build your resume while you're younger. Explore different industries. That's the best time to do it because if you're 10 years into marketing, there's a 0% chance you're going to be able to jump it's industries cool pretty much. It's cool that you know now. You know now that you yeah. have this other passion. A lot of people have like don't know. I don't think I know what I want to do for the rest of my life. I mean, I have an inkling of what I might want to do, but... You don't need to know. Is it selling software for the rest of my entire life? Maybe not. I'm not really sure, but... You just take it day I by mean, day. I mean, I literally went to college to be Aaron Andrews and look at where I am now not on ESPN I, was like, I went to that? college to be Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio on Wolf of Wall Street and I'm not on a yacht with... I wanted to be a journalist I wanted to be Katie Couric well, well you're you on the fast track that. so yeah I don't I know guess. in my own way all right that's yeah. one for three on the match made, <laughs> the yeah. match made I don't think that crew. I'm a journalist at any I have a heart. I would cry. I realized I was too soft for journalism. (laughs) Katie's like tearing up even thinking about what she would have had to do. I walked into my first class at the University of Alabama and everybody had to say what their dream job was, I'm pretty sure. And a lot of people said that they wanted to get into sports broadcasting. And I was like, okay, (laughs) guess I'm not going to do that anymore. (laughs) Saturated industry. Yeah. In that one spot in that one <laughs> classroom yeah. did anyone actually go into that though yeah actually my oh, really? friend casey's sister is a sports broadcaster oh, really? i saw that when i saw her yeah. Instagram. Hey, that's sick yeah. okay um she works in dallas for a network somewhere and i mean i'm sure a lot of graduates have gone into that not people that i knew because i was there for one yeah. year but power to them yeah Power to them. All right. Well, hopefully that was some good insight into career and hopefully you're job finding questions. your passions and not getting love bombed by Caleb. Yes, yes that's the most important <laughs> part. Down with West Elm Caleb or any random people that are like Caleb, because we have discussed that there are, are thousands, if not millions, of the same sort of guy. Out and there. you're better than and that. Girl. So don't let anybody love bomb you. And keep girl. your guard up. Keep that guard up. Yeah. Okay. And that's a wrap, folks. Love ya. Thanks See for listening. Ya. Bye.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.